When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello and welcome to a special night in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where the South Carolina Gamecocks have been coronated as your national champions with a 64-49 victory over the Yukon Huskies. I'm Gabe Ibrahim alongside Megan Gower and Aaron Barzilai. From the Her Hoop Stats crew, make sure you're following us on Twitter at Her Hoop Stats. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and subscribe to us wherever you're getting podcasts. Great stuff. Let's get into the game. Uh, South Carolina completes their wire-to-wire championship season with a pretty sound uh, beatdown of the UConn Huskies. Um, Aaron, I, I, let, let's get your take first. What was the one thing that kind of stuck out to you tonight, or what's your big reaction to it? Thank God for Kentucky. Yeah, right? I think there was a little bit of intrigue when we entered the tournament because uh, South Carolina lost that mm-hmm. game uh, in the conference tournament. And so, you know, they clearly had been the number one team all year, both in the rankings mm-hmm. as well as our Her Hoop Stats rating. Uh, we gave them a, like a 71%, 72% chance to win. I think we predicted a score of like 63-57. So mm-hmm. a little off, but not too bad. I think we beat the books, though. Always good. And that was roughly the odds we also had against uh, Stanford in the final four, yeah. right? Um, and so they were the favorites, and they showed that they did. It wasn't pretty. Um, we can talk about where they rank in the annals of mm-hmm. uh, NCAA, 40 NCAA champion, the 40th right NCAA champion. Uh, but, uh, you know, kudos to them. So impressive. Destiny Henderson, um, she went three for six tonight, three for four on uh, Friday. So she's six for ten tournament. Good time to uh, kind of heat up. And, and they needed it because UConn, I was impressed at how they um, kept fighting, particularly in the third quarter before. I mean, it was clear that yeah. they weren't going to do it. But <laughs> I was a little nervous in the first quarter, and they stuck with it. I yeah. thought that was impressive. Yeah, so you uh, to, to the way it started off was – Inauspicious to say at least for UConn. <laughs> they start off the game four of nine from the field, 
uh, turning the ball over left and right, 0-2 from three, like just absolutely nothing going against the South Carolina defense because South Carolina came out extremely prepared for all of UConn's pet sets. I, I thought Destiny Henderson did an excellent job, especially in that first quarter, of putting her foot down on the defensive end and making sure Paige Beckers didn't get loose early. And I think that's kind of the thing that we've been that we were talking about once we thought once we knew that this matchup was going to happen. Megan was, you know, if Paige gets going, UConn has a chance to win. Right. And if Paige got going, I would probably say UConn would probably win. But she was six of thirteen for fourteen points, which is a good game, but not by her standards, right? Right. And I don't. I wouldn't hang this on Paige no. too. I think it was the rest of UConn's backcourt, which we can get to in a minute. Didn't yeah. really just. Just didn't have a good game. But I think the thing that stood out in the first quarter, like all those things you said hurt UConn, but what really killed them was the uh, the glass. They yeah. could not get a defensive rebound to save themselves. And really the first half, yes. South Carolina basically got all of their own misses. I think like well over half their points were coming on second chance opportunities. So it didn't really matter that South Carolina was actually shooting well worse than UConn was from the floor because they just kept giving them yep. second and third and fourth chances to get points. Yeah, a couple of quick stats before we go, Gabe. So yeah. at one point, I think uh, South Carolina had 18 offensive rebounds and 17 baskets. Mm-hmm. So that's <laughs> kind of crazy. And uh, they ended up, I believe their offensive rebounding rate, they got 53.8% of their uh, own misses tonight, 21 out of 39, uh, which is the highest that we have in a championship game in the uh, Her Hoop Stats era. Shout out to everybody who uses that phrase. Yes. The first time I saw that, I got a kick out of it. Uh, but that's the most in a championship game dating back. We have it through the 2009-2010 seasons of the 2010 NCAA tournament. Um, so it was just uh, dominant, right? I mean, they didn't uh, shoot that well. South Carolina was 22 for 60 tonight. Yes. So it is uh, remarkable that they were able to still win by what? Uh, it's, we're getting, it's getting late, but 15 points. Yeah, it was also UConn's worst night on the defensive glass in a long time. Yeah. It was their oh, worst defensive out, yeah. rebounding rate since 2017, and their worst in the tournament since 2013. So, wow. Yeah, rough night for them. Well, and that's, and that's, I mean, credit to South Carolina. I yeah. on a lot of that, but like just... What I wanted to yeah, I thought uh, to, to end on the point of offense rebounding, I leave Boston. We, okay. There's only so right, there's only so much we can say about of her, but it, I don't think it's even enough. Uh, 11 points, 16 rebounds, three assists. It was kind of a, <laughs> it's a ho-hum game for her, right? But her dominance on the glass was not just like from those rebounds, it was the box outs, it was the fouls, it was the way she wears you down. Uh, on on the offensive glass and just on offense, period. And then on the defensive end, she was outstanding as well. She wins the tor- the uh, most outstanding player for the tournament, and um, you know, well deserved. She she should she should sweep all the awards because I think she had one of the greatest seasons uh, of all time, which is something we can get into in a little bit. Um, but you know, she was outstanding in her minutes tonight, and I think she was a huge reason why. But you know, to bring it back to that backcourt, because I want to let you guys know something. So last night. You know, we all hung out, uh, as, as, as media folk do. Uh, and I was hanging out with Megan and, and Russ Steinberg. Uh, where's Russ? Where would be Russ's, like, proper title? Boardroom. He's with the He's been everywhere. You've heard of him. <laughs> um, and, and so I think I said something to the effect of, South Carolina's backcourt is just as good as UConn's. And I, the look that I got from these two, <laughs> I wish I could have taken a picture of it. I really wish I could have. Because they looked at me like I had just landed from the planet Mars and had never seen these two teams play. And I got a, like, ten-minute uh, soliloquy from the two of them, <laughs> even though it's not a soliloquy. I know, you, you theater nerds. Uh, about why about why the uh, UConn backcourt is so much better than South Carolina's backcourt. Well, 
folks, Destiny Henderson, 26 points, 9-20 shooting. Uh, Zaya Cook, 11 points on 5-13 shooting. We don't have to talk about the rest. Just like, uh, <laughs> just taking the stuff that's good for my points. Uh, Kristen Williams, <laughs> 1 of 7 from the field for 2 points. Rough night for her. Paige Beckers, as we mentioned, didn't, didn't go supernova. And AZ Fudd, also, as a freshman, didn't have a, a, a great night tonight. Three 1 shots. of 3. She was, yeah, so AZ Fudd was sick. Mm. Okay. Was part, so that is part of that, I think. Uh, she... Didn't play that many minutes. I think was trying to play through yeah. stomach bug type thing, but just wasn't. Really or she caught the cold that I did because it's <laughs> snowing in Minnesota. Yes. Did you moment. interview her in the breakout room? Uh, no, yeah. maybe. Oh God, did I cause this? No. Uh, so Megan, can you say I was right? I still like out of every other day talent. Yeah, like sure. I would still argue that UConn has the better backcourt, but tonight South Carolina's backcourt was better. Destiny Henderson yeah. was the best guard on the floor tonight. I'm not going to take that away from her. She was clearly the best guard on the floor tonight. I still don't agree in the, the grants. In the aggregate. Yeah. In case everyone was wondering what media people talk about <laughs> after five beers, this is it. it, it yes. <laughs> We're not very exciting. We talk about exactly what you think we talk about. Um, no, but I thought I, you're, you know. I, Hey, I could have looked really stupid <laughs> yeah. because I've seen Destiny Henderson not have great games, right. and we've seen Zaya Cook struggle, and she still she still struggled from three, and I hope her shot gets right next year. And Brie Beal, you know, she was one of seven, mm-hmm. so she was not. Um, now she's more of a three, I think, than a two. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, Henderson just absolutely went off. I think she really did feed off that defensive energy and being able to be. You know, what her her role today was really just to stay on the perimeter and make sure that no one got into and got against them. Also, she would get under screen, switch out, and if she was getting pulled down to um, the post, she would be scrambled out by a big right. And they did just an excellent job of like scouting that, of understanding what they had, what their roles were. And I think that really got her going, honestly, on the offensive end. Like, their when their shots aren't going in, it's a lot easier to make your yeah. shots. And then she got some open threes because that's what teams let up against South Carolina. And then. She's gone. Here's my question for you, Gabe, because I think yeah. uh, as a tiebreaker, I'm with. I think I agree with Megan. Yeah. I would. I would definitely give it to Destiny Henderson tonight. It's not even taking it away. It's giving yeah. it to her. Yeah. She was amazing. I was wondering because she played well both games, like where that would stack up for just the MOP of the Final Four. Yeah. But uh, but you know, obviously Boston is their clear leader. But I couldn't decide how much of UConn's problems, you know, was the great defense of South Carolina. You know, it wasn't really so much I thought UConn playing well as just, you know, South Carolina was suffocating on defense. And I guess what I do wonder is if you'd flip the backcourts, yeah. uh, the South Carolina backcourt on the UConn yeah. team facing the rest of South Carolina, would they have done any better? Like, that's yes. my yeah. um, <laughs> kind of hyper-rational question no. and assessment of it. No, that's why I was thinking about that when Megan was talking. It's like, it's a lot easier to play when your bigs are dominating, right? Yeah. And the and their bigs were dominating, right? Like Saxon played really well. Uh, Boston played really well. Um, yeah. So they, I, I think that was. You're right. Who blocked Fudd on that um, in the long jumper? I forget who that was. Oh, uh, was that Boston. I did. You know, Ducharme got dressed up like a couple. You know, so it was just like, yeah. ran into yeah. a wall. It just felt every single time there was so little yeah. space. Page. Got a few of those mid-range jumpers. Oh, yeah. She had a couple crazy ones that were just like, I don't I, know how she got that off. Uh, but right. well, she did, I thought she did a good job of like a little snake dribble mm-hmm. and getting to her spot and rising up. And so she was like 4-7 or seven at one point, but then I think she missed a couple more. And yeah. Kind of get her one. No, and it, it, it was like, there was a time, right? I think in that second quarter. Yeah. It felt like Paige was going to take over. Yeah, she yes. kind of went into that mode where she hit a couple of basses back-to-back, and you're kind of like, all right, UConn's not yeah. out of this. She's going to go off. And then they, they cut it to close, I think it was 11-ish at the half. 
Uh, they they cut it. They, closer before that. Yeah, it was like they seven points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, eight at the half. And they even in the third, that in the third, they cut it down to six. And you're yeah. like, all right, we've got a game. But then South Carolina. How was, I was going to actually ask you that. How? What were you thinking when they had those two threes in a row? Cut I like six. yeah, I got a little bit too excited. Yeah. I got ahead of myself. <laughs> well, because like what well, AZ finally hit one, so mm-hmm. I was like, if AZ can get going, like they can get back to this. And Avina also like not a great three point shooter, but a streaky shooter. So I was like, if she can, you know, come out and did what yeah. she did in the first half against like, Stanford. Like Destiny Henderson. Yeah, yeah. or like what Avina did in the first half against Stanford. She hit three triples, really kept yeah. you kind of in that game in the first half. I was like, she can, if they can make a couple more of them, like it's gonna be a game. But that, that's not what no. happened. <laughs> no, and, and, no, I think like like you mentioned it, to start, like UConn kept fighting and they yeah. kept coming. Which but, I think just like to sorry not to cut you off, no, but no, like ahead. just the theme of the season for the team, like right, they come into this game. No one, I don't think most people had them in the national championship no. going into this season. With everything they've been through in terms of the injuries, the adversity. Then they go, they lose Dorka in the lead eight. Mm-hmm. They have AZ Fudsick tonight. Apparently, Olivia Nelson and Dota was dealing with a groin injury tonight. Yeah. So it's just like. Well, and Avina Westbrook got hurt. Yeah, Avina Westbrook rolls her ankle in the second and a half, the second quarter. It's just like the theme of like one thing after another for this team. But like credits them, they fought through the game. They still made it to a national championship game. It's a pretty damn good end to the season. Tur- turns out this uh, Gino <laughs> RM character is Knows a decent guy. Technically, they overachieved. You know, we, I was looking through it. Oh, and yeah. I was wondering. Uh, you know, we never really. They were basically between third. And fifth the whole season mm-hmm. in her stats rating, I think. I think we had third very early on because we were giving them credit from last year. Um, but they finished fourth, right? So mm-hmm. to make the final four, uh, you know, get that nice win uh, on Friday. I think, what was the quote from Paige? That she got a taste of it and she's yeah. kind of going to learn from it or, or something. You know, which is a little, mm-hmm. little cliche, but also I think true. Yeah. And I think Gino said it well, too. But, like, once this, like, settles and they, like, you know, get yeah. past this loss, like, they can be really proud of what they accomplished this season. Yeah. Um, I do kind of want to take us into the more, like, uh, I guess, higher perspective, like mm-hmm. talking about this from a, from a more hi- historical perspective and just talking about where the programs are going to go now. Uh, is there anything else we want to mention about the game, though? Um, well, I do feel like I want to um, highlight the record that uh, yes. you, they had uh, South Carolina. They set a number of records. I didn't catch all the ones <laughs> they mentioned yeah. in the press conference. But one we had tracked was that they ended up with 294 rebounds for the tournament, which is the most in a single tournament of any team in NCAA women's basketball history. That's good. That's <laughs> a, that's, <laughs> that's a positive <laughs> statement. And that's hard to do when you play at a not-so-fast pace, right? It's not like they're uh, running up and down the court a zillion times. Yeah, yeah well, and, and I mean, it's it's it was slightly easier to do because they missed a ton of shots, too, and they were awesome in the offensive loss. For the first, like, three rounds, they, they were missing shots all the time, um, which kind of helped, but obviously, it's a monstrous accomplishment just because mm-hmm. you it wasn't just like oh they got a ton of rebounds and it didn't help them win like they won because of the rebounding yeah which is an effort thing mm-hmm. um rebounding it what well, i don't know honestly because it seems like Leah boston like dennis rodman right has studied like the angles right doesn't doesn't it strike you as she she has studied the angles um, that she, yeah is this now when we do the, the uh, thing yeah. from the last dance right. yes uh here yeah uh I don't know. Yeah, either that or just incredible instincts. But right. probably is studying. I mean, yeah. She's kind of young, right? So she had as much time as when Robin was studying. Yeah, but she's far more, <laughs> far more cerebral than Dennis Rodman <laughs> in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, right. She has better hair too. His she, hair was interesting, but her, her, no, her hair is, is legendary. Um, oh, and then the the last thing we should mention is the uh, is her uh, calling out uh, Candace Parker. Parker. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I don't know what the context was of that. So if anyone knows, I, if someone's that was shade, right? Yeah, I, I, and I, not being that hip, ask you two uh, no. youngins. I don't think I can call you youngin, but uh, Megan knows where it's Megan's at. Megan's like a year He's younger than me. One year older than me. Uh, well, you know, I think that uh, she's acting a little more. So, um, I'm I on think, TikTok. Yeah, Gabe is actually hipper than I am. I guess so. I guess so. So, yeah, no, I was unclear to me whether that was a random comment or whether, in fact, that was something that I guess we were all totally oblivious to. Uh, I did see Don come over and start talking uh, smack. <laughs> but in like a joking fun. And Asia Wilson was in the house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Asia Wilson was having a time of her Asia life. Wilson <laughs> may have had the most fun of anyone uh, from the South Carolina contingent. I guess that uh, Candace Parker might have been the biggest celebrity uh, in the building that everybody was saying. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, certainly to us. Yeah. As far as we know, at least. I didn't see, see, see Michelle uh, uh, Young again. Um, yeah, <laughs> Michelle, if, you, if you're listening, if you're somehow listening to this podcast, let us know you can I come on the show. One thing I think is interesting before we kind of get into the bigger picture stuff to tie it back. So South Carolina shot thirty six point seven percent, and mm-hmm. UConn shot forty point seven percent. So it's not exactly stellar. But like, did we feel the way we did walking out of Friday? Like, this game did it feel interesting to you? Yeah, or, yeah I thought it, it was right? interesting because I mean, even Compelling. though the final score doesn't make it look close, like it was. Within yeah. reach for yeah. UConn until a few minutes left in the yeah. game. Like, with five minutes left, you were still, like, I think they were down nine. And you're like, this did still go either way. Mm, I, I wasn't. I was like, they hit a couple threes and then right back in it. So yeah. I, I didn't really have a lot of faith that they were going <laughs> to hit a couple threes. But, like, it, it didn't feel over, right, until, like, probably the back The backdoor cover left. was yeah. the back door cover was in play because I think the line was, like, four and a half. Let me yeah. know. If you bet on this, let me know. Because um, I, I did tell all my friends to bounce off Carolina. They're very happy with me. Uh, thanks to our model. Thanks gave, to our model. Uh, thank, yeah, Calvin also uh, you know, gave us some confidence in it, too. Yeah, uh, so I think it was a four-and-a-half-point line for South Carolina. So I was like, think, I, I'm with you. Like, it wasn't – it wasn't also – it also, like, it didn't feel like either team played – that poorly, right? It's fascinating given what we said on Friday with similar shooting percentages. And it's like, the like, thing is, I think if you were looking at two of the best defenses yeah. in yeah. the country, so you weren't, I wasn't expecting people to shoot the lights out in this game. Like, yeah. that's not what you were expecting going in. I don't think UConn played well, but I thought, well, actually, I think they played horribly in the first quarter. Yeah. And yeah. then they played fine for the rest of the game, but they could just never really yeah. get them. Because, like, if you look at if you take out the first quarter, it's basically an even game. Mm-hmm. So they just yeah. couldn't get back I, over that hump. I guess it felt more like good defense tonight, maybe. Yeah. So that looked like quality play. It yeah. just wasn't on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, UConn, UConn won the second quarter by six. It was actually, yeah, it was fully tied. Oh, no, you, uh, South Carolina won the last three quarters by a point. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. it really came down to that first quarter. Yeah, that's why you can't. You got to play. For, yeah. You got to play yeah. all 40 minutes. Oh, great. Yeah, you know they. I, uh, they open, South Carolina opened both games uh, 11 to two. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's why they win though. Yeah. That's how they win. Um, but yeah, you know. I, I'm with you. I think it felt. I think it felt a little bit. Yeah. Cleaner and better. Yeah. yeah. Not an all-time classic, but very enjoyable. Maybe we were also a little too harsh on Stanford and UConn. No, it was a horrible game. It was, a horrible game. <laughs> it was an ugly really game. Did anything they needed to do. This the was game. the game of the weekend. I feel comfortable saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't quite a classic though. We didn't get no, a classic. Yeah, they can't all be no. classics. Otherwise, yeah. it's the values classics. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's 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 kind of put this in historical perspective and and look forward to. What's ahead for both these teams? Let's start with South Carolina, obviously. Um, 
So I did make a comment that this team is probably is in the com- is in the the greatest ever tier. They're probably not, as as Megan yeah, the, reminded the, me. You kind of fan of the room. It's gonna have a lot to say about that. Not, not, not a fan of the room. Got so, a lot to say about that. So we can uh, we can we can that. comfortably go back to at least the Brianna Stewart UConn years and say this this team is the best since 2016. I it, will I'll let you have that. Yeah, I, I think they are that. the best since 2016, <laughs> which is it's a pretty long time. That's six years. Like yeah. that's that's five champions. That's a that's a good stretch. Uh, we can even count whoever. We we want at 2020. Again, um, what is your Twitter handle for people? Uh, at, Gabe, at Gabe underscore Ibrahim. Uh, let me know. Uh, at Basketball Value, actually. No, that's, no, my, no, that's, no, my real, no. that's my real one. The other one's a burner. Yeah, uh, yeah at Basketball Margaret, Value. That's the uh, G-A-B-E-I-B-R-A-K-I-N. But it's, you know, I think this team, so go. I think go back to it in 16. I think we can come through. I think this team is actually very good. Um, historical context, but I think the bigger historical context, perhaps, that I was trying to get at is that Aaliyah Boston mm-hmm. had one of the best seasons ever. So even as UConn fan, would you like deeply disagree with me? No, I don't deeply disagree. I think there's a lot of players that you can put in that group, but like I think she's one of them. She carried, like, Destiny Henderson is the reason they won a national championship today, I think. Yeah, but the game. Today. The today, game. today, the game. yes, yeah. today. And, I mean, you can't just have one player carry you to a no. national championship. Your guards are going to have to step up. But Olivia Boston carried this team for most of the season, and or all of the season, really, and pretty, pretty single-handedly won them some games this season, for sure. <laughs> they uh, have had some stretches where their guards were not great, and they needed them to be great this weekend to win, and they did get that from them. But she's been the catalyst for this team all the way through. And this tournament, too. She's won yes, them. She's yes. won them game. Oh, I mean, yeah. I think... She won them the Miami game. The Miami game. <laughs> yeah. Another Miami reference <laughs> on this podcast. Uh, Miami, UNC, I would say she mm-hmm. almost won that single-handedly for them. Oh, yeah. Without her performance on the glass against UNC, they lost that game. Right. And it, it's just like she motored them through so many rough spots offensively. Um, and that those rough spots offensively keep them from being in that conversation mm-hmm. as, a, as one of the better teams ever. But... I just think she she was so dominant and steady too, right? Steady mm-hmm. throughout the whole season. Cool. I'll give you a couple stats. First of all, she had sure. five double doubles in the six games. Uh, so the last time that happened, a little benefit not having a 2020 tournament yeah. was uh, Nafisa Collier actually and Jessica Shepard really? in 2019. Wow. He okay. was like a double double every night. <laughs> <laughs> so both feet and Jessica Shepard same year. Wow. Um, but I think most importantly, which speaks to Boston, you know, because I feel, yeah, we've talked about this all the time, right? Like, you look up, and normally she has a, a ridiculous statue today, which was yeah. really, really good. Um, but, uh, you know, her win, so win shares, right, is an, it's an estimate of the value that a player mm-hmm. contributes, uh, and win shares per 40 minutes is basically per minute, so how much value she's contributing every minute she's on the floor. And so she had happened to have a value of 0.65, which doesn't necessarily have a ton of meaning to folks. But uh, the people that have been that high, where did my list go? Um, was Nafisa Collier, uh, Brianna Jones, but then most importantly, the only other people besides the two of them. So that hasn't been done since the two of them did that in 2016 17. Okay. So, like, Asian, higher than Asia Wilson. Right. Um, and then the only people we go back, we, uh, dating back to 2010 11, that's where it gets an extra good cutoff. Right. Uh, it's a little bit of cherry picking. The only other players, Maya Moore, Brianna Stewart, Elena Deladon, and Brittany Griner. So uh, that's, that's a good list. Now, if it's just the numbers, I don't. I'd be yeah. curious to hear uh, beyond the numbers what you think uh, about whether she really could be in that group for a college perform- uh, performance. I guess. I don't know that she gets the like my more Brianna Stewart, yeah. Elena Daldon group. Oh, and they were all higher on the Brittany Griner group. Yeah. yeah, 
But the FISA group did, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, and FISA was a great player. The fact that she never won enough player of the yeah. year award, I, That's it's a topic for a different day, but yes. yeah. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Um, I mean, you saw what she was able to do with the W yeah. right off, off. But yeah, I think she's, in, I don't think she's in that, there's like that tier, right? Of like, yeah. yeah. But I don't, I don't think she's quite there, but she's definitely among like that next group of, of great players. So I don't. I, I she still got another year to get there, but yeah. like I just I don't like. Oh, I, like we're you're talk- talking about like Brittany Griner, Maya Moore, Brianna Stewart. You're talking about the best players to ever play basketball. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about sing- singular season. Yeah. Um. Too. Like, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I'll, I'll have to dig in. You, we have to dig into yeah, it a little bit more. But I do. Th- yeah, I think yeah. you're. I think the right. The first impression is correct. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I just think like the team she played this year also. They they played one of the toughest. They schedules. had the toughest oh, yeah. schedule, but I think opponent win percentage yeah. and opponent uh, margin of victory uh, as well per game and per possession. Just this season or how far? This season. Okay. I, uh, we were mostly focusing on that. We were looking at those stats. Yeah, yeah. I would like to see like how they did uh, versus those teams all time because I think they played one of the toughest. Oh, like it's it'd be hard that. to it'd be hard to write play that many teams mm-hmm. oh. at the top in the regular season. Um, Keep talking. Uh, that, that many teams at the top of the regular season right. and, and have those performances and lead your team yeah. to wins in those games and be the like be everything for this team that she was. So may, like maybe we're gonna look back on it. I think that maybe what happens is like the way we the way we think about the Deldon, Stewie, mm-hmm. the Grinders, right? Like we look back on those players so much more favorably because they were so great in the WNBA and Boston could totally do that. I think, right? Like, at the very least, yeah. she could be there, right? Yeah, yeah. She has the potential. I think she's a really good player. I don't know that she's going to get to that tier. I think that's, but I mean, like, right, we were talking about, like, a tier that literally has, like, four yes. players in it ever, like. Yes. <laughs> so. Well, someone's going to come at come at you for being disrespectful to uh, Aliyah Boston. I, I'm sure. But for not like, putting I, her in a group I, with I, the four yeah, greatest players in the past yeah, 10, 20 years. You know, if people want to come for me for that, I, I'll accept that. You, um, <laughs> and and the thing is, like, I, I think she's gonna get better. I mean, look what, what yeah. from last year. Oh, she's a totally different player than she was last year. She, whatever she did in the off season this year, she is a significantly better player than she was last last yeah. season. Yeah. Well, I think she, you know, she completely transformed her body. Mm-hmm. That that was well documented. Mm-hmm. She she just added things to her game. Like mm-hmm. those outlet passes are a little bit crisper. Like her a passes, little bit of range on her shot. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to come see her come back and like you have to guard her from three. I think that I think that's the next evolution for everyone else. <laughs> Do we have the stats on the? Oh uh... uh, yeah, I, I have not been paying attention to your conversation. Okay, no, it's fine. I think <laughs> I heard you talk about step Dro- back dropping some stats. <laughs> so uh, since 2009, the start of the Herb stats era, the only team, three other teams, have won 90 percent of the games. Uh, and faced in a, at teams with an average opponent winning percentage of 64% or better. Yeah. Uh, it is uh, Notre Dame in 2017-18 who were the champions. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame in 2014-15 when they were runners up, I think a finally 38-1 UConn team beat them in the final. So it was, uh, uh, and I think they'd maybe been undefeated until then. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what Notre Dame has been. Uh, and then also UConn in 2009-2010. So, in terms of being able to combine sort of the high winning percentage yeah. with the high uh, opponent winning percentage, it's it's pretty rare. Okay, now I also want to get to this. One of those losses was to Missouri. That and Missouri too, with what six players? That I think oh, they, right. yeah. they they only didn't have their, who was that? Was they they Black, Black? No, no, Black. I think Blackwell was there. Oh. Yeah, but they they only had six or seven players. That folks. Might be in the conversation for one of the greatest upsets of all time, <laughs> right? Like, I, I can't like. Um, 
I feel like it doesn't have the same significance. I think in terms of like a game, in terms of a team upsetting like a team of that caliber, yes. yes. But I think like the significance of it takes away from it. Like it's not in a tournament. No, no, yeah, I'm talking. He's like a pure betting standpoint. From like a pure like, how the hell did this happen standpoint. I think that's up there with the craziest yeah, upsets. Yeah, yeah. Most unpredictable upsets in the I thought Blackwell didn't play in that game. She may not have. Let me take a look. I'm pretty sure they, she didn't they, play in that I game. think they only. I feel like I remember being like, how did South Carolina lose this game when Missouri yeah. didn't even have their best player? But it happens. That's why it's so hard and to be one of the best teams yes, in this history. Is why they don't get you to, need to go. We're not going to talk about that. Fine. With the 2009 2010 UConn team that Fine. had the same strength of schedule went undefeated. I it's just no look. UConn. I'm just. Why, I'm just saying. Opinion. These cocks have the length to compete with anybody. Great length. But Great length for the cocks. Some of those Diana Trossy super UConn teams were better. <laughs> <laughs> like a stellar quote from Blackwell. <laughs> Blackwell did not play in that game. Yeah. Wow. We went to OT. Shout shouts Lauren Hansen. Already hit the game winner. Yeah. I think yeah. Yeah. Shouts Lauren Hansen. Also got a, got us a ton of views on the our Instagram. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then this like who like for South Carolina, Destiny Henderson's probably She's, going to the yeah. draft. We we think mm-hmm. uh, Victoria Saxon, I believe, can also be eligible to the draft if she wants to. We haven't heard from her. We assume Henderson's going to be in, but I don't know about Saxon. Saxon. I don't think they have enough scholarships for like enough people, <laughs> people to stay. <laughs> I mean, well, I think Lily Lily Grissett is a senior, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think anybody else on this team is leaving, and there's like four or five five-star recruits that did like play 39 seconds in this game. So, uh, yeah, South Carolina, the, the era of Don Staley rolls on. Do they uh, have JV team still? I, 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 I bet you South Carolina's JV team may make the tournament. Maybe. I don't know. Shout out to Sanaya Rivers. I think she's going to be good, but her, she should not take threes. This is my take. Um, but yeah, good for South Carolina. Let's uh, just do, let's talk about UConn really quick. Um, get you know, obviously this team is is losing a lot, but it's, it is UConn. Mm-hmm. So where where does this team go from here? I mean, I think they're still in a really good spot. Obviously, losing Avina Westbrook, Kristen Williams, Olivia Nelson Dota. That's a hard group to lose. We assume we we assume on Nelson Dota and. Williams, but I feel like nothing's been said that would imply that they, no. they aren't going to be done. But, I mean, they bring back, well, Paige Becker's an easy fun, Who? so that, no that, you know, <laughs> that helps. But Nika Buell's back, Caroline Ducharme is back. That's a, a pretty solid backcourt yeah. in itself. And then in the front court, Ali Edwards and then Dorka Juhas will be back for next season. Right. They've got Aubrey Griffin, who can be a terrific player, has been yeah. out all season. Yeah. So, I loved her. Yeah, she, her energy off the bench and yeah. her game is a lot of fun. Very did play today. What's that? Yeah, that was she's whatever. Like but yeah, she will have better games. Yeah, she will have better games. So she's back, and then they've got two big recruits coming in too. Yeah. So what are they? Who are the recruits again? Uh, Ice Brady and uh, Ayanna Patterson. And look, okay. you know what they're ranked or whatever. I don't know off the top of my head. So they might be have two. Emma uh, Adler, if you're listening, just hit us up. Yeah. M has has the composite. I should know off the top of my head. I just don't. Yeah, M has the composite rankings, but. Yeah, I mean, do they have a do do they have spots for transfers? I think so too. I wouldn't be surprised to see. Okay. Yeah, they're losing those three. They've only got two coming in, so oh, they've got one. a little space. I wouldn't be surprised to see. Plus, someone trying trans- to hit the portal if there's yeah. someone in there he's interested in. Yeah, so some I mean, someone transferring up would be a 
would be obviously you want to end up yeah. in UConn. If you obviously, like Dr. Yuha's that since they did with her last yeah. year and was successful and they get her for one more year. So now here's a question: Do you like? Do you think this is a, a matchup we're going to see in the championship again next year? Very possibly. I, These are probably going to be the two best teams in the country next year. They probably come in ranked Stanford, one and two. Yeah. The Stanford doesn't lose much. When though. was the last time there was a rematch in the um, championship game? It know. must have been UConn and someone. Probably UConn Notre Dame or something. Yeah, like. UConn, <laughs> UConn and someone. Yeah, I mean, just ballpark just not strike me as that that would be a pretty I, obvious, a regular thing that happens. I mean, maybe yeah. they're the two best teams. That doesn't mean. Yeah, that doesn't mean I guess. I guess. Do they come in? Do they come in ranked one and two? Yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm gonna look this up. Yeah, I do think they probably do come in ranked one and two. Like these are probably the two best teams going into the season next year. Uh, Megan was right. It was Connecticut, Notre Dame, and fourteen fifty. Stanford loses the whole twins and Anna Wilson. That's a like they have a lot of talent to come yeah. in off the bench, but that is a pretty significant loss as well. Yeah. And then I mean Louisville's gonna Louisville's losing Angsler, but they can and they, Williams. Uh, yeah, 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 Williams. But the, those I mean, it's not necessarily irreplaceable and they can get yeah. into the portal. I mean it's gonna met yeah, I think you can't really say who's gonna come in ranked one and two until you see what happens with the transfer portal. Right. And, I, I mean there could be players from these teams that are transferring we don't know at this point, but fair. So. I think the fact that they're in the uh, final will probably the championship game probably means people will vote for them to open the yeah. season. Yeah. Right too, well, I mean, they I don't, don't think, but I think they probably deserve to be. Like, unless something wild happens in the transfer portal, like these are probably your top two. Uh, teams no, I, I, I would, <laughs> I would guess, right? Yeah. Guess. <laughs> okay, let's clip this and then we can rewind it by October twenty-eighth. Oh yeah, no, yes, we'll, we'll be we'll be right. But I could see these teams back in the final. Yeah. I guess is the point. I could see both teams. Yeah, back I mean, you know, basically, uh, yeah, I feel very comfortable picking uh, <laughs> South Carolina and UConn will uh, yes. potentially be in the final four next year. Yeah. Where did Gino say sorry? He basically said as much if they could have a season where they don't have to go through what they went <laughs> through this season. And they still made it. And they still made it here. No, good for them. Yeah. Good for them. I think they fought really hard, but it was yeah, it was South Carolina's year, South Carolina's coronation. Uh, here in Minneapolis, where it is snowing, and uh, let's not do this in the north in April. I get to go to Dallas next year. It should be much warmer in Dallas. I don't. I like Minneapolis. This is a lovely city. The Elliott Park Hotel has been lovely to us. It has been great. I love our set. Yes, <laughs> Shout out to Sean, who's been uh, hooking us up all weekend. Shout, shout um, to the Elliott Park Marriott. Yeah, we, we love you guys. Yeah. Speaking of history and speaking of warmer locations, one thing that was fun is we went to Turney Town today. They had. Mm-hmm. Um, like a, I guess you'd say a big poster with uh, every single program. Yeah. Um, did any of those cities were you like, oh, we need to go back there ASAP? Tampa, I noticed very prominently. I don't like Tampa, but any place like that's Tampa. warm would be great right now. Cause I'm trying. I'm trying. You're still bitter about New Orleans. Ah, uh, yeah, I am still bitter that we didn't get to go to New Orleans or San Antonio. Both great cities that I've never been to, but supposed to be great cities. That are they? I don't know. The NBA journalists all complain incredibly about San Antonio. My parents in San Antonio loved it. I feel like everyone I've ever known that's been to San Antonio loves it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not quite, I'm not dispersing San Antonio. I just, like, I yeah. know that. All right, Maybe so hot, jaded. hot take. Richmond is a great city, and we would have a oh. blast in Richmond. I don't think I've ever been to Richmond. But yeah, Richmond, Richmond Richmond's a really, place. it's a smaller city, but it's super fun. I'm just trying to imagine the, um, everybody that supports women's basketball in a city like Richmond. Yeah, well, no, Richmond, like Richmond, you know, it's like it's yeah, like the rest Richmond, of the country. Yeah, yeah. I used to work, right. uh, I did a little work, I was kind of back and forth from D.C. to Richmond, so. I would love to, I mean. Back I, in my Capital One days, right, they sponsor. Uh, no, yeah, they are, they are sponsors. I think after Samuel Jackson started being the spokesperson, <laughs> I worked there. Uh, 
We could also do it in DC. That'd be awesome yeah. for me. Everyone come, everyone come hang out with me. Stay <laughs> my That's house. what I would love. Is yeah. to start. I mean, I think people have sort of said there's a reason those cities don't fit on it, and it's actually like quite expensive to yeah. put it on there, and that's why. But I mean, like doing Barclays, doing Seattle. No, no, we're not going to Barclays. That's the whole point. We're not going that far north. It's DC and down. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's we're drawing I mean, a line. It does not snow in New York City in April. It does it not though. Not, not usually. I mean, <laughs> I'm, uh, maybe Mar. Yeah, <laughs> certainly not. In, we could do it in uh, Central New Jersey near my place. Uh, yeah. uh, we're not going. To New no, we'll do it in Bridgeport. Philly would be good. We'll do it in Bridgeport. No, Philly. Bridgeport would be, would be a horrible place to host a final four. Philly anyway. would be great. <laughs> Philly would be great in Don Staley, that's South yes. Carolina. Actually, no, Philly would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, Philly would be great. Although, man, that's a city where it'd be weird to have all these people. Um, not not for any other reason, just because, like, huh, Philly would be a weird city to have everyone. Just because Philly is an extremely aggressive place. And we are. Oh, this no, is an extremely I aggressive. Be, I think it would be great. Oh, I love, love Philadelphia. And if it could be a Yugo Gino, right? And uh, they were talking about it today. I know the Philly Inquirer mm-hmm. was writing a lot of stories about the Philly I Wilson. feel like if it was in New York or Philly, people would start complaining about the you cut home crowd. <laughs> Oh, I think it would be a South Carolina home crowd because she's. Uh, cause it's a lot right. easier to get to Philly from New from Connecticut than it is. It's a lot easier to get to Philly. It's a lot easier to get to Philly than Bridgeport from uh, mm-hmm. South Carolina. Charlotte, Charlotte would be. Oh, Charlotte would be excellent. Mean. Charlotte would be excellent. Or honestly, I'll say it. Greensboro is a great place. A lot of tournaments should be in Greensboro. Now I'll leave it at that. The one last final last thing I want to mention about the locations though is. I'm going to steal uh, Mitch Northam's idea to have the first four, because eventually we're going to move to having the first four in a neutral site like the men do, right? I, uh, well, <laughs> hypothetically. yes. Put it, in, put it in Norfolk, Virginia, because that's where the first two championships were. Mm-hmm. To harken back to the, the start of the tournament, put it in Norfolk. They have some nice stadiums there. It's a lovely place. I lived in Williamsburg for three years, and I really love the peninsula, so... Put put that in Norfolk. That's my that's, that's my last song. I can't take credit for this idea, but I saw it, and I don't agree with like the try to put the men's and women's championships in the same spot. But I've seen the suggestion on Twitter to put the women's first four in Dayton with the men's because the Dayton does such a good job with the men's and just put them together. Sure. And I kind of like that idea. But do we want to go to Dayton? No. But I'm not sure. I just think if you already have an event like that, because the first four, right? Like. Where I don't think it matters though? where you're gonna put it. Like, like I don't know that it's gonna draw great no. crowds. So why not put it in some place that already somehow manages to draw half a decent crowd for? A I would say sport. Des Moines. Des Moines. Right? Iowa loves its women's basketball. Mm, I'm not something like that. that. That's too cold. Know. That's too cold. Early March. <laughs> I didn't say we're gonna cover it live in Des Moines, but if, I mean that's a place that loves to love basketball. Shouts to my Iowa friends. Shouts <laughs> to my Iowa friends. I love you guys, but uh, I'm not going to early March. Um, okay. Yeah, that's what I think. The places that support women's basketball. Really yes. Because yeah, Dayton strikes me because like, when are you gonna play it if they're already playing the men's game? Let's see To to bring it back here, there's actually a ton of Iowa State fans here. Exactly. I, Ames is a three-hour drive away. So Drake I guess, gets a ton of support. Yeah. So shout man. out you and I. Actually, don't mind. I, I like this idea. If we don't put it in Norfolk for the history of it, uh, and for Gabe's, oh, yeah, yeah. for Gabe's convenience, yeah. um, <laughs> so Gabe can drive. There. <laughs> so Gabe can drive there. I wouldn't mind it being in the more. I do. I do need to make a trip to Iowa, not in the winter, uh, at some other point. Uh, any parting thoughts? Let, let's go around. Let's give. Let's give a parting thought. Megan, do you have? Do you have one for us? 
think it's just been a good weekend. I'm, I'm out of takes. I'm tired. <laughs> Megan's Megan's take is that she is tired and out of takes. Aaron, what is your It's been a great, a great game. It has been a great weekend. Mm-hmm. Great to see everybody. Um, you know, I did the math. 5,201 Division One games this season. That was the uh, game that, uh, you know, crowned South Carolina's champion. What a journey. Uh, it's been just it's been a great season to watch. I think mm-hmm. that you know we are seeing sort of the parody. South Carolina was leader, but it was never certain, yeah. and so I think that's what made it compelling. We saw so much uh, talent, uh, so many great performances, and you know, back to it uh, in a week with the WNBA draft. Mm-hmm. That that was my take. There's no rest. We're yes. right back in it. Um, but man, this season was magical. Um, you know, we really got to get together this year, and it, it felt. Kind of you know normal and, and real and um, yeah I was a little yeah. emotional I was I was I was, I was like you? I was like super sad leaving the stadium you know I collect yeah I'm one of these people right I collect the confetti like I was on the floor collecting confetti and I have a little pack of confetti and my tickets so I'm gonna do something with them but it was emotional to like just see like that's it the season's yeah the season's it's over a sad day it's like it's such a fun day but then it's bittersweet yeah that's the that's, so the cost of women's basketball is that it never stops. But the benefit is, is it's really not that long until we start going to get uh, yeah. exciting basketball. Yeah. Now, not everybody that follows women's yeah. college basketball follows WNBA as closely. But we but hope it, you do. <laughs> they should. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every teach their own. Yeah. Um, I understand that. But uh, but it is great that there will kind of be games. Not It's not that incredibly long. No. Let's say men's college basketball in particular. Yeah. No, it's just uh, the closing of a chapter. And that's always uh, emotional, yeah. good and bad. Um, because of all the memories you made, and that you know, that's it's kind of over. But yeah. and I gotta say, congratulations to South Carolina, oh, yeah. Don Staley, Leah Boston, right? A little bit of heartbreak uh, last year, and it's just you know, I'm happy for them. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for them too, and I think we we ended up with the best. No offense, we ended up with the best team winning championship yeah. this year. And I don't think that's uh, that's too much in the yeah. So good for South Carolina. Uh, thank you to everyone that has tuned in for the college basketball season, and we hope that you stick around with us for the WNBA season, for the next college basketball season, for the next WNBA season, <laughs> and for the rest of your life, because we will be here talking about basketball, not necessarily in Minneapolis in the Elliott Park Hotel, but we will be somewhere. So we hopefully hope to catch you. Hopefully somewhere warmer. Yeah, hopefully somewhere warmer, <laughs> and hopefully somewhere where Gabe did not catch a cold because he forgot to bring a coat. So for Aaron Bars Live, for Megan Gower, I'm Gabe Ibrahim. We'll talk to you very soon. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.